Off go the Bear Scouts to camp out all night. Will an unwelcome ghost visit their site? (laughs) (laughs) It's Halloween. My guess is yes. Hello and welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and today we are getting into Halloween. It's spooky October. We've got the holiday coming up in a couple of weekends, and I am super excited to spend the next two weekends not only talking about Halloween-themed books, but to be talking to a Halloween themed person. I am joined by local actor, writer, dancer, choreographer, producer, director. Are you one of the founders of the Twin Cities Horror Fest? One of the founders of the Twin Cities Horror Fest. Uh, A person way overqualified to be on this show (laughs) uh, talking about those bears. Uh, Everyone, uh, welcome. Aaron Shepard. Hello, Aaron. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Oh, and also costumed character at times. Yes, yes. In my past, <laughs> I, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> you have, well, I literally done done everything. Yes, I mean of those things that you mentioned. Yeah, I, I would say like it does not in any way qualify you for like being like if if there was like a zombie attack. The, no, like, there's no you, way. I would nothing survive. you've done would actually help. No, help in I mean, any way. I I wouldn't be the first to go. But no, no. I um, definitely wouldn't make it very right. long. Yeah, not a survivalist. Like a. Th- 30% chance that I would last for like a week. Right. I would say that like most theater people, like we would, we would be like shoved, like shuttled off to a special camp. Yeah. Like the theater <laughs> camp. Like put them, put them in theater camp. They'd right. say, we don't need them with us. They're not going to do anything except for drag us down. Right. We'll need them to reflect on this later. Right. But by that point, people have reproduced and we'll have created more theater people because we always <laughs> crop up. Like, right. like we're there. Where you least expect or want. Right. Them. Not, not to diminish your many, your many accomplishments. Oh no, no, not at all. I mean, I, I actually think about that quite a bit. Like I would just not make it. If yeah. zombies were a true thing. No, I'd be worse. I can't even I can't even handle if one of my kids like it's a cut. <laughs> I'm like, take care of it yourself. Yeah. I'm in the other room. Just tell me Throwing when the bleeding <laughs> tell me when the bleeding stops and I'll hold you afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but surprisingly enough, I have gotten used to throwing up. Like when kids like get sick. Like I used to be like, nah. Oh. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, I can handle it's this. It's just a thing. But blood, I'm like losing my capacity to deal with. Yeah. Like you would think that I would also grow. It's like, no. No, I feel like any phobia type things end up getting worse as you get older. Like yeah. I have like, like bugs are terrifying to me. And I think as a kid, I would like kind of buck up and take care of it myself. And now I'm like, I guess the spider lives here now. Yeah. This, is, this is no longer my house. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, to me, it's like, I don't want to, I, I am, a, I am rapidly approaching the end of my life. Yeah. So don't remind me of that. Like, right. I don't want to see like anything that reminds me of mortality. And that includes blood. That includes like, just like broken bones or oh, like hospitals yeah. in general or bugs. Cause yeah. one day we're just going to be okay. crawling with bugs. Oh God. <laughs> Halloween. Yay, it's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Fun, spooky things to talk about. Uh, so we are discussing 1988's 
uh, the Berenstain Bears and the Ghost of the Forest, which is actually kind of a spooky book for uh, for little little yeah, kids. It's for um, first time readers. Yeah, this one actually touches on some stuff that I was champing at the bit to talk to you about because as one of the founders of the Twin Twin, how do, what is the appropriate Twin type? Cities Horror Festival? Just Twin Cities. It sounds to me like the horror festival every year is some sort of challenge. Like it, it, it presents a challenge thematically. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> like in that. I mean, for people who don't know theater people, we're always looking for a challenge. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it makes it's funny that horror isn't more on stage because it makes sense. Horror tends to come from this oral oral tradition. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) comes from the oral tradition. And I mean, that's that's the theater is basically the next step up from the oral tradition. Right. Let's put stories on stage in front of people. Now, this book is all about the oral tradition and theater and theater. It combines those ideas. We're coming back around to the very same areas of the ghost of the forest. Um, because we start out as little kids, like that's where it really starts is like scaring each other with spooky stories and jumping out from behind them and and scaring each other. And that's kind of, I think early on is when you start learning, like, do I like this or do I not? Is this something that's enjoyable or is this something I'd rather avoid? Yeah. And, uh, well, let's get started and we'll talk, we'll do a little like a journey through this very simple book. This is a, this is a rhyming book. Yes. Um, which I had totally forgotten about until I reread it. I was like, oh, yeah. Now, I've read this to my kids uh, many times. It's a, it's a Bear Scouts book. We've got uh, brother and sister and cousin Fred. And well, why don't you tell us what happens in this story? Yeah. So the Scouts are going to go camping um, with their leader. And Papa warns them not to go because there are scary things in the woods. And um, and Papa's a little devious, like straight straight away, his eyebrows have the like devious <laughs> crinkle in them. Um, but he tries to convince them not to go. And um, and Mama steps in and says that they'll they'll be fine. Um but they uh, they go camping, and uh, and then they are telling. Stories. <laughs> Look at his smile. Sorry, <laughs> I know that you can't see it if yep. you're not. <laughs> Papa, Papa's in the background in of some of these images, <laughs> looking uh, like well, you you get the idea that he is he's sitting on an idea. Yeah, he's he's definitely that's a, like a plotting expression. <laughs> and cousin Fred doesn't look too happy about this. Uh, the the cubs look worried, but cousin Fred looks. He's the kid who's not really into this. Yeah, yeah. Like brother and sister, I think, are kind of like, they're up for a thrill, I think, pretty much all that in each book, they're looking for a thrill of some sort. But yeah, so Papa goes in and he um, makes a ghost costume. And so he waits until the scouts and their leader, Jane, who is in a a sensible camping skirt. um, (laughs) (laughs) She really is. It's very... um, not what I would probably wear camping, but I'm not a scout leader. So right. she's dressed like a, it's one of those. She's dressed like a scout leader from like the 1950s. Yes. Like this is. And, you know, I have to you have to be pleased that their scout leader is a female. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not have expected that. Many um, of the authority figures in bear country are, are women, are women uh, yeah. from the from Officer Marguerite. Oh, yeah. To the to the, to the local doctor. Like mm-hmm. they are. That's true. Yeah, that's they, true. They, so, they, there's, it's an equal opportunity bear country. It is. <laughs> as, as mired in the 50s as it sometimes seems to yes. be, uh, yeah. uh, they, they, all, they put women at the top, like I'd say at least 50% of the time. That's true. Well, and, and Papa typically is the fool. Right. Like he is like, 
he's a good papa, but then he's also like mama typically outsmarts him. Right. And in this book, he's the trickster. Yes, he is. Yes. And actually, speaking of horror, like um, the sorry, I'm going to deviate if that's That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) So um, so a lot of the founding uh, members of or artists of the horror festival uh, our background is in comedy and and the thing that we have discovered as we dive into horror is the thin line between comedy and horror like it's that same like building up tension and then release of tension yeah um to create it and and I, what i like about this is that this kind of follows uh the rules of comedy for this like scary purpose um so so what are the what 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 rules of comedy are you um i would say well the rule of three Mm -hmm. um, how does that work and um so (laughs) so if you do something once um maybe it's funny maybe it's not you do it again um and maybe it becomes a little bit funnier and you do it a third time like that is like i think that's a pattern that we expect you want to see something if you see it repeat a second time, you want to see it a third time. And if it doesn't repeat a third time, you feel a little, like, let down. <laughs> and this is a narrative device that goes back. Right, yeah. It's not just a comedic Thousands thing. of yeah. years. Like, we see this in stories that go as yep. far back as we can find. Like, the the, the it, from fairy tales to folk tales. Yes, like it's, yeah. You repeat something three times. And so the, the bears are just as guilty of following this pattern. I think it was interesting what you said uh, when you say that there's a fine line between horror and comedy mm-hmm. like that. Because I think they are both built on our anxieties. Yes, like yeah. Like this... this tendency to want to want to take control of the things that we find worrisome in life yeah and so we found these like two very different but very similar ways of dealing with them story-wise right like let's either let's either turn the whole thing on its head and make it hilarious yeah or let's like really go down this road and and explore the darkness and explore the darkness and it's weird like even though the two roads like diverge they are they, they're never far apart from each right. other because bad horror tends to fall apart and become comedy. comedy right. <laughs> bad comedy is as anxiety producing as as, ho- as horror. horror. Like, yeah, we, we've all seen like stand up comedy oh, yeah. or like you go to see a play that's supposed to be funny and, and they're just flailing. It's or, just not, and yeah. you get that like really just icky, gross feeling that yeah. you're like, oh, if I had. If this was intentional, this would be amazing. Right, right. But it's not, so we're all just living your horror. Right. Like live on stage. <laughs> right. So the cubs go into so the woods. They go into the woods. Papa, meanwhile, makes a ghost costume out of a sheet. He cuts some holes in it, um, kind of Charlie Brown style. <laughs> and I mean, not Charlie Brown style, because he cut holes <laughs> through his entire sheet. Style. But <laughs> but you know, the, the, the old sheet ghost. And, um, and he uh, is like practicing his ghost talking in the woods and um and that's when the leader jane spots him and decides to one up him so this is like the the comedy part so papa makes a ghost sheet and then leader jane makes like kind of like a foresty creature so she makes like a um face out of leaves and and sticks and um and creates this kind of like more wood woodsy spirit um and so uh she waits for um evening to fall she tells a ghost story and um and then the cubs go to bed and then they hear this like ghost noises in the woods and um and it turns out to be papa posing as the ghost of the forest and then um and then leader jane uh isn't in her tent when the cubs go to find her and they um 
And then sure enough, like behind the ghost, the tree figure appears. So that's like one-upping the monster, I guess, as the real ghost of the forest. And then ghost number three appears um, after Jane, re- Jane and Papa reveal themselves and the cubs, you know, they seem fine with it. I mean, they're not like mad about being yeah. tricked <laughs> or anything. But then, um, but then a real, the real ghost of the forest appears, and it uh, seems mightier uh, by at least by the angle of the illustration uh-huh. uh, than the other ghost. And this ghost is a big jack o' lantern head um, with like stick curly fingers coming out, um, sensible hat, and a sensible hat and uh, pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, and the like everybody's very scared and can't look, but then sister um, gets brave and takes a close look and realizes that the hat uh, looks like Mama's hat and it's Papa's pajamas and then the polka dot dress that is Mama's signature look. Yes, uh, <laughs> was poking out and sister realizes that it's Mama and that she has outsmarted all of them and uh, and she just wanted to poke fun at uh, at Papa and the Cubs yeah. for being scared of the ghost of the forest. And uh, so teaching Papa a lesson as usual. And teaching them all a lesson. In the very end, Teacher Jane says something very, or not Teacher Jane, Scout Leader Jane yeah. says something very interesting. Yeah. You want to read that Yeah, for us? I will. Sure. It's a double ghost lesson, said Jane with a grin. There are no such things. There never have been. But just as sure as night follows day, it's fun to be scared of them anyway. I've always found this ending very interesting because it takes a hard line anti-ghost stance. Yes. Like you don't always see that. Like you, you no. sometimes get parents in books saying like, oh, there's no such thing as ghosts. And then like the kids And then there's that like, and, or is there? Right, right. But this has the the authority figure. Right. Turning to the... This is, she's not she's like facing the, the camera. She's facing the camera. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's facing out. Yep. And she says, there's no such thing. And there never has been. Yes. And like, it, that's boom. the thing that really solidifies it. Like there never has been. Yes. You stupid idiots. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What are you, what's wrong with you? But, yeah. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is all just jokes. Yes. But I, I, I find it uh, bold. Yes. Like for for a, a children's book to just turn around and say, this is fun in games, but it's not real. Right. Like, and I, I get the inclination, um, you know, like if you've got kids that can't sleep at night mm-hmm. because they're scared of something yeah. or um, or they're scared to go to a friend's house for a sleepover or go camping or something. I, I definitely get that inclination as an adult to say, hey, you're fine. Yeah. You know, this isn't a real thing. Um, but as an adult who scares myself regularly, <laughs> I'm like, how do you know? You don't know if ghosts are real or not. Was that covered in your little scout handbook? <laughs> right. And like, how do you, Leader Jane, have this authority on the world? Like there never has been maybe Maybe there was, and maybe they're just taking like a ghost hibernation, right. and they'll come back. Right. To maybe get you've us. never seen them. I mean, and you have not done laundry in my basement <laughs> in the middle of the night, <laughs> and I have, and I will tell you, it's terrifying. You've never sat and watched Evil Dead by yourself, <laughs> and then been alone in the house, right? And what's going on, right? Or then like your light bulb burns out and. Mm-hmm. It, the lamp or whatever and you're like that's too coincidental right how did that just go out you roll around and in, in broken glass on stage, <laughs> on stage blood, just what's all bl- that about bloody up a bear yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so i want to talk about uh these three ghosts yeah because yeah it wasn't until you just pointed it out that i was like we're looking at th- you said you know, it's it's the story's told in threes the first ghost is papa bear 
as a sheet goes. Yeah, yeah. But that kind of is, that's like your old school haunted castle, haunted house. Right, yeah. Like spirit of somebody, right. let's say. Yeah. Like that kind of represents like your typical, someone's died in this area. Right, and maybe it was unnatural causes or something right. that has like led their spirit to not rest. Yes, and the second ghost is the quote-unquote legit ghost of the forest that, that Scout Leader Jane creates, yeah. which is this sort of nature spirit. Right. Like, and if you, and to describe it to the readers, it's, it's, a, it's a face that she's twisted out of like branches and sticks and then covered in leaves. And so the, the negative space is two eyes, a nose, and a big evil mouth, uh, kind of like a jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. And then she's put it on a stick and attached that to her flashlight so that the light shines through the eyes and mouth, but it's very like it, it's elemental. A, yeah, yeah, and when it ha- yeah because it's made of the forest, yes. and you get this idea of it. Like, I guess, like if you think about it, like ecologically, what have we done to our earth, and how angry yes, could the earth say, get? It's like a protective spirit. Yeah, like it's very Miyazaki. Like, right. Yeah, like, <laughs> you shouldn't be camping in these woods. Yeah, you because shouldn't be here. This it's, isn't yours. It's not something that had something. It's not something that was wrong. I mean, obviously, nature would probably feel it's been wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's not like your typical like a uh, haunted house ghost. So you have a right. haunted house ghost. You have your protective spirit of the forest. And then mama comes as this sort of chaotic evil like monster. Monster. Yeah. Like this jack-o'-lantern like beast. Any sorta. any story about evil evil uh scarecrow. It's like a scarecrow. Yeah. Like this yeah. jack-o'-lantern scarecrow thing. And there and those kind of stories are always like we built this thing something took over and now yes. it's, it's going around town killing people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so you've got these like three kind of very different horror icons. Yeah. They're all scary for their own reasons. Right. But they kind of keep ramping it up. Yep. Like kids have, like kids are familiar with the sheet ghost. Yep. But as soon as Scout Leader Jane puts on the, the spirit of the forest... We're like a whole other territory. Right. Yeah. Like when when the sheet ghost appears, they're like scared and they go to run and get Jane, but they're not like petrified. Yeah. And then when they see that ghost, they are a little petrified when they see the spirit of the um, forest. And then um, and then she rev- Jane reveals herself almost immediately. Mm-hmm. But then when the mama thing appears they all five of them the three cub scouts and then um the leader and papa like they all huddle together so it is this idea of like like you said like this is a monster that people or in this case bears created that has now like animated itself (laughs) (laughs) it's like through you know wrongs that maybe we have done to it that it's interesting that it scares I mean, I guess Papa is scared when Jane appears too, but there's that, that something of like, this scared all of them yeah. um, and, and they didn't see it coming. Even and, Jane, who is the ultra rational, right. like scientific leader. Because of she the, knows that ghosts have never They've existed. never existed. <laughs> so when this thing comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. I, I like that because it's that as rational as you get, as rational as you can be and as familiar as you can be with horror tropes yeah. and, uh, you know, like, the ins and outs of creating scary, scary things, you're still open to being scared. Like yeah. as soon as you're blindsided by something, right. you, all those, all those like base instincts get right. triggered. Well, and I think it's that like idea of the unknown, like mm-hmm. that thing that, um, 
you can't you can't guess everything and you can't know what you don't know. And so when something that is unfamiliar and unknown comes in and seems like I think about <laughs> this is like kind of like a, a left turn, but like um, like if you've ever made eye contact with like a raccoon <laughs> that's okay. in your way. Like I had, like I was trying to get to my car one night and there was like a raccoon between me and my car and I couldn't figure out how to get around it. Cause I was like, I don't want it to bite me yeah. or something terrible. Um, but like the next safest place is my car and it is preventing me from getting to my car. And it just made eye contact with me and we just stared at each other for a while. And I was like, I was terrified because here was this thing that operated on its own mm -hmm. that had eyes, which as a human, like I understand eyes and I look for eyes. Um, and, <laughs> and it's just staring at me. And I know that I can't reason with it because it's an animal. So I can't be like, listen, if you could just like scoot a little bit over, <laughs> I'm just going to go here. I'm not going to bother you. I just want to get into my car. I promise I won't hit you with it. Like there's none of that conversation happening. It's just yeah. like me staring into the eyes of a raccoon who could do anything. Like mm -hmm. it could literally do anything and I would not be prepared. I mean, like I'm obviously not prepared for a zombie apocalypse. Right, right, right. Definitely not prepared for a raccoon to do anything to me. <laughs> well, it's funny because like things like that are even scarier because there's that because a raccoon has those like forward facing eyes. Yeah. And like a human. Yeah. And it's mammal. Like, so, you know, there's like intelligence there. Like, right. It's thinking about something, but it's that almost uncanny, like, this would be a lot easier if you were like a chicken right? or like a turkey. Because <laughs> even though you're aggressive, I know turkeys can be aggressive. At least I'm not dealing with something that's kind of like, like me. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I think that's the whole like ghost. Right. Yeah. Because a ghost was maybe a person or or this like a scarecrow is built in the image of, of a, person. a person um and so with the exception of the creature that jane made like these are both things that like y you assume have a thought process and yeah. maybe an agenda of some sort whereas like a turkey is like i don't know just gobbling around like what does right. it do? what does a turkey You're do afraid <laughs> the turkey's gonna attack but right. only because it's really stupid and operating at like this base yeah. level of like yeah it's like fight or flight very literally yeah yeah like i'm in day i'm i'm afraid for my i'm afraid for my body because a turkey is strong right but like with a raccoon i'm afraid for like my like sense of place right in the universe <laughs> because all of a sudden there's this little man and they can walk on their hind legs and yeah right 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 and plot, you know, like I think like a mammal can plot and make a plan and like come at you right. <laughs> in a way that I a think, turkey. I think this is a long way of saying that we're all afraid that the raccoons are making or plotting to come after us. <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> Something that we just figured out. I this, just dare you. Episode. Yeah. Make eye contact with a raccoon and you see who comes out. On top. They're also a lot bigger in person than you think yes, they're going to be. Huge. Like a raccoon on its hind legs, like sort of like standing up because when they when they encounter people they kind of get in that like ready position right yeah like, what's gonna happen next like who's gonna move with their like little like tiny man hands mm -hmm. they have these little man hands they have these faces and this like intimidating yeah. size wow they really are just horrible <laughs> terrifying <things. laughs> the canadian cartoon the raccoons in no way prepared me for how scary a raccoon actually is <laughs> they actually are yeah <laughs> so anyway we are uh back to Let's move even further back in the book just sure. to the no very notion of sitting around a campfire telling scary yeah. stories. Like that's your, there's your there's your base 
the basis of all horror right is we are alone at night it's dark mm-hmm. we are lucky enough that we know how to make fire mm-hmm. and this can be as far back as cave people right like people living out on the land we are terrified of the dark so we've built this light yeah to huddle around let's scare ourselves <laughs> Like what is as that? As the in- light slowly dies away. What is that instinct? Like why yeah. do we do that? I don't know. I mean, I think like campfire is I think interesting because it is like a it's a very romantic light and I think there's something romantic about creating fear or generating, mm. you know, this like fantasy of what's actually around you. Like now that you can really only see the campfire and whatever the campfire can light up as far as you know there's you're in a void or there there, you don't like you actually don't know what's around you because you can't see it and um and i think you know that idea of your senses being heightened so if you can't see into the darkness maybe you are more are listening harder Mm -hmm. because you don't have that vision um and so then you have that like every twig snapping suddenly becomes a lot more important or did the sound come from over there or over here because suddenly you're in this void yeah. of something. Um, I don't know. Like I, I find there's something like very, uh, I guess like walking along that same line as horror and comedy is like horror and romance of that, like, mm. you know, that, uh, very, I don't know, like the notion of like something bigger than you is out there and waiting for you or, I don't know. Right. I think it's, I mean, to me, it's like, it wasn't until I got older that I started realizing just how terrifying, like, the dark was. Right. Like, in a different way than when I was scared of it as <laughs> right. a kid. yeah. Like, the notion, the sort of existential, like, the void. Like, yeah. Like, the terrifying, like, in the woods with no light. Like, to me as a kid, like, I was like, whatever, it's just the woods. Right. And you think about, like, oh, I don't want to get eaten by a bear or right. a wolf but or something. But as an adult, like, I started realizing that, like, there are there are worse things out there than I ever thought of when there was a kid, yeah, as a kid. Yeah, yeah. But I, to 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 build this sanctuary, this safety circle, the little intimate circle of a of a campfire. Yeah. And then be like, okay, we're safe now. Now I'm going to introduce imaginary horrors. Right. <laughs> Is it like, and I and you said rom- romance, like the romantic notion of it. I think in, in horror and comedy and romance, it's all based on like this intimacy and trust. Yes. Like I'm yeah. gonna. I've gotten you all around me now. Right. This can go one of three ways. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to get funny? Right. Is it going to get sexy or is it going <laughs> to get scary? It's <laughs> like every first date. <laughs> That's the, that would be the worst, the worst thing to put like on the, like the entrance to like your, like a children's camp. <laughs> God, this can go gonna, one of three this ways. This can go one of three ways. <laughs> Maybe like a teen camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's stick with the teens. Yeah. Teenage camp. It's going to go one of three ways. Funny, sexy, Te- scary. Yep. Which <sighs> I think is why teens go to camp. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I went to camp. It's I think, like, this I think could... any evening in a teenager's life oh, yeah. goes one of three it ways. It has that potential. It has one of three ways. Yeah. Um, but I think there's this notion of of control, of like storytelling is a way of kind of like gathering of of even if you're telling a scary story, it's still saying like we have control over what's scary. Right. Yeah. And a good storyteller is prized because yes. they can tell the scary story that really makes you feel in control of those elements. Right. Like, right. Like they know how to put it all together. Yep. And make us shake and shiver and scare us, but under like 
they've made the rules. Right. And I don't know, maybe it's that you like, you create this safe spot and then you plant your flag by saying, we're not afraid of what's out there. Right. And we're going to show you how not afraid we are by creating terror within this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you start young, like campers do it like little kids do it like when i was even when i was a kid we'd have sleepovers Mm -hmm. we would try to scare each other well and just even movies like you know i think we're about the same age so we probably grew up with a lot of the same movies which i don't think movies are as scary for kids now like Mm -hmm. i don't think they i think um we've gotten real soft on what we consider appropriate for kids right um whereas like in the 80s like i remember watching movies like troll yeah. Like on television Sonny with my Bono. parents and yeah. And just stuff that was like, you know, a cat stealing the breath from a baby and like, you know, Cat's things eye. that, yeah, like where I just like, I loved that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and really like scaring myself, like, you know, not having the campfire in my room. But as soon as my lights were supposed to be out for the night, I would like, you know, I ha- I was a witch one year for Halloween. So I had this witch hat hanging on my closet. But I would convince myself that it wasn't just my witch hat once the lights went off. It was an actual witch just staring at me from the corner of my closet. Yeah. And I could shut my closet door and not have to see the shadow of that. But it was thrilling to imagine that being there and um and telling myself stories about this witch in my closet or you know what might be waiting in the basement and then like finding a reason to go down there even though like I didn't want to but I did want to and what if something is really down there waiting for you know like it's that kind of I don't know but I think that that starts really really young and I don't know if that's just part of like the human brain developing into like uh like into like those existential thoughts like what is out there right. and well, it's funny because I hated being scared as a kid. Oh, really? I hated it so much. Uh, I was terrified of the notion of horror. Yeah. To the degree that it was when I was really young, but like to the extent that if my parents would say like we're gonna watch a scary movie, mm-hmm. and my sister would always watch with them. My sister yeah. loves scary movies. She's like Poltergeist. Say, yep, yep. like just pulling a name out of hat, Poltergeist. I know it's a movie they got watched in my house. They say we're gonna watch a scary movie. Better go upstairs. <laughs> So I would go upstairs and I would shut my door Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't come out until I was given the all clear. Like I wouldn't even go to the bathroom and I certainly wouldn't look downstairs. Right. Because I lived with this notion that a horror movie, a scary movie was from beginning to end a nonstop barrage of horrific images and sounds. (laughs) Like somehow you would turn it on and just like this like... Yes, screaming yeah. terror would come out of the TV. <laughs> so if I even glimpsed it, I would be scarred. I'd be done. Yeah, I would be yeah. done. And it wasn't until my sister started like we really started like bringing home like movies from like the the old school like movie rental places. Right. Yep. That I started getting a notion that there was it was a little more subtle than that. Yeah. Like, well, it's setting up that tension. So it's yeah. a perfect sunny day. And, and so I started really off. watching like my sister would bring home like Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. And I would sort of sort of dip my toe into those waters. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, so I didn't actually like being scared when I was a kid because I was easily scared. Yeah, and it, I actually grew to to love like sort of poking the bear. Right. Uh, as I got older, um, but again, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I, I wasn't a scout. I didn't have camping experience. Yeah, yeah. But my friends and I would sit around and we would tell scary stories and we yeah. would try to like freak each other out over time. And it, there was like the scary stories of telling the dark yes, books, which I, that actually I loved that book and we had it on tape. And um, it, it's not it's like just a select number of yeah, stories yeah. read by the author. Um, I can't think of his name, Robert something. Um, but he so he would read the stories. And that that was really great to listen to. And my oh, brother really? and I had this um, we had this like stereo set up be- 
between our bedrooms and then we each had a speaker in our bedroom so like my mom would put on like a record or a tape and we would like <laughs> listen simultaneously Why are we getting the harmonies yeah right <laughs> um but we would listen to um it was like either it would either be like bible stories um or <laughs> scary stories to tell in the dark we not a, always different no no, they're no there's, there's sometimes there's a, there's they're very similar i mean there's a lot of ghosts in the bible um but the uh scary stories to tell in the dark the illustrations were so grotesque to oh me. yeah um, stephen gamel did the illustrations yes, i believe yeah and they were um and i remember reading the stories and somehow like feeling that power of words i and the in the way that the illustrations were drawn specifically, like I could not have that that book in my bedroom at night. Like I was yeah, very yeah. scared of having that book around me um, when I was not in control of it. I was control of it if I was reading it, but if it was closed and in my bedroom, I was like, those drawings are going to come out and become like actual things yes. and get me. So then I would beg my mom to keep it in her room, and then I wouldn't be able to sleep because I'd be like, I have now bestowed this horror upon my mother. <laughs> Well, like these drawings are going to come out and get her. And if I wake up and she's gone, it's going to be my fault. Oh my goodness. Because, it was yeah, guilt like, mixed in with yeah, the terror. Totally. Like, I just felt like, I don't know why I thought I had so much power, but like, I just thought like words held so much power for me as a kid. So if I said something like, I wish you were dead, you know, which like kids I think say, and, um, and I would immediately feel like, oh my gosh, if anything happens to this person, it's me because I willed it to be by yeah. saying this thing off the cuff out of a fit of like tantrum or something. But you still and said it. I still, yeah. Well, sometimes I would like take it back and then I would like give my, make myself say like a certain number of sorry gods. Oh my goodness. My, like, I was, like prescribing, like if I say sorry God eight times and then like <laughs> turn in a circle, then I will like have cleansed this <laughs> terrible situation. It's like, that wow, that's like some... The, the earth spirit yes. pagan <laughs> no it's so like, weird mixed in with <laughs> well i think what it was is i had seen like um like catholicism in movies there's always like you know eight hail marys or mm -hmm. something and i'm not catholic i was not raised catholic so i did not know what i don't know what hail marys mean or how does that yeah. make things better but it seemed like a reasonable prescription of like okay well if you say these things <laughs> like you're like thinking about what you've done each time you say the thing and then once you said it enough times then you can be forgiven and yeah, so the magic is done yeah so I, <laughs> I used to prescribe it to my brother too if my brother said <laughs> shut up like because that to me was like a swear word I was like now you have to say sorry God six times <laughs> just for saying shut up I gotta remember that one <laughs> yeah that's that's I mean yeah I think we touched on a lot of things about how horror and love of horror and fear of the unknown just they touch on this base instinct yeah. that has existed with us since we were born mm -hmm. like I guess they say like the first thing a child is afraid of is being left alone oh yeah like sure. that's your first instinct is to cry when you're alone yeah and I think everything builds off that like the first thing you cry at is being left alone and the first thing you laugh at is is incongruity oh sure a child yeah. something being where it's not supposed to yeah, be yeah a, child's first, a yeah. child's first joke is being like holding up a, a a toy duck and going woof woof right sure because you're <laughs> you're you're presenting the wrong thing yeah and incongruity can be funny or yeah. it can be scary right and yeah it could be something is just off enough to be 
really unsettling. Yes, the unsettling, the uh, the uncanny, the yeah. just that whole like the world is not the way it's supposed to be. I'm either going to laugh at this or I'm going to cry about right, it. Right, right. And going into a little further back into the book is these weird drawings the Berenstains have done. Oh yes, these ghosts for spooks. The notion of spooks. Yeah. Um, Papa tells the kids there's spooks in the forest, and they say spooks, and they've drawn this cloud with three, four creatures in it that are, we don't know if these are the creatures that Papa Bear is conjuring up, if it's the cubs, like, it's, it's, a, it's a thought bubble, but it's not coming out of anyone's it's head. Not, yeah, it's not connected to anyone. It's just sort of like the Baron stains are like, here's some... For example. <laughs> for example, here are things you might be monsters. terrified of. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're very like heffalumpy. Like. Yeah, like one looks kind of like a devil dragon, uh-huh. um, and then there's like a bird like a stripy bird monster mm. and then like a chaos swirl bearish. but, but kind of bearish like yeah a ghost bear. and then this one confuses me the most it's like got green arms coming out of like a red sheet but it also seems like the red sheet is the skin mm-hmm. um so the arms coming out is really confusing to me and it's also got earrings um <laughs> it does have earrings and it's it's something that the berenstains they don't do a whole lot of but in this book and in the Berenstain Bears and the Bad Dream, you really get to see them just creating bizarre creatures. Yeah. And they're actually really good at it. The color schemes, the 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 bizarre the expressions, just, the, expressions and, the bizarre yeah. bodies. The Berenstains and in I think it's the Berenstain Bears in the dark. Sister Bear makes a face, a scary yeah. face at brother. And it is legitimately a frightening face. And I think there is something very old school children's story about the Berenstains. They liked this, like, kids are supposed to be scared sometimes. But I think, I mean, because it all comes, this is really a book about that childhood drive to scare yourself. Yeah. And when I think creating in your head, what's worse, like, you know, like you can see in the illustrations, the stick behind the forest uh creature that uh, the leader Jane makes, and you can see mama's dress immediately um so you can see these little clues that tell you that these are not real ghosts but like that that idea of like making that shape into something more meaningful or there's more behind it or the potential of it being something yeah and that that giving it that unsettling thing of like that looks like mama's hat but it's on this jack-o'-lantern scarecrow thing so that can't be right can it right (laughs) there's got to be something more to it well to wrap up this episode i am going to give a hearty recommend to the ghost of the forest yes because It's really nicely illustrated. The layouts are just, there's some shots in the forest with the ghosts and the lighting that are just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's a fun, funny story. It's well, the poetry is well done. Um, You get to see Mama get the better of Papa. You get to see Papa be a buffoon but learn his lesson. And you get to see Scout Leader Jane be a cool leader. Mm -hmm. Like be an outdoorsy bear, be uh, resourceful, be creative. She kind of does it all, and she doesn't say much. No. 
Except for the very important moral the of the story. The very important moral of the end. Which is that ghosts don't exist and they never have. And they never have. <laughs> but it's fun to be scared. Yes. Um, so I would say add it to your, it's not specifically a Halloween book, but add it to your Halloween uh, bookshelf for the little kids. Uh, I know my kids enjoyed it. Uh, Mitzi still enjoys the spookiness of it. Uh, and saying, woo, <laughs> along with the ghosts. Uh and uh, yeah, so hearty recommend from me. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, just the hands on the scarecrow ghost <laughs> alone are terrifying. <laughs> well, Aaron, thank you for joining me for this episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. Will you join me next week? I would love to because we've got another spooky book uh, coming up that touches on completely different. Themes. Yes. Well, I love spooky books. All right. Well, for everyone out there, uh, take a look at Twin Cities Horror Fest, where you will be performing. What is your piece? Um, my show is called Book of Shadows, and it is uh, themed around witches. So it'll be dancing um, dances that have different witch themes, and then um, Taj Ruler uh, actually has a spell book that she created when she was a kid. Um, casting spells on her enemies <laughs> it's cool um, and so she'll be going into some of those spells and why she created them and what they what their purpose were phenomenal yeah well let's take a look at witches next week Sounds with good. the Berenstain Bears trick or treat everyone else you can find me at berenstainbearcast.wordpress.com you can write to me at berenstainbearcast at gmail.com find me on uh, Facebook you can find me on Twitter or iTunes wherever you want to find uh, podcasts uh, Aaron I will talk to you soon and everyone else you can join us next week deep in bear country Ha, 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 ha!